Hello, everyone. This is Rabbi Israel Fellner, your host for this podcast. This podcast is called God is in the Details. This Shabbat is called Shabbat HaGadol, the Great Sabbath, the Shabbat preceding the holiday of Pesach, the origin story of our peoplehood. We turn our attention once again to the story of our exodus from Egypt as we weave together our past with our present when we recite the Haggadah, sing songs of redemption, and symbolically eat foods which remind us of the suffering of our people, followed by the springtime of their release from bondage. Our sages of the past remind us, as we recite the Haggadah, that the more we add to the interpretation of our redemption, the more we enrich our understanding of how miraculous was our birth as a nation, the more we are to be praised. For it is in the telling, in the discussion of the details of our redemption from bondage, that we teach the next generation, inspire our children, and forge an unbreakable bond from the past to the future. As we continue, let me share with you a connection between this Shabbat Hagadol, this great Sabbath, and the Torah portion Tzav, which we read this coming Shabbat. In this Shabbat's reading, we are presented with a breathtaking list of details involving the inauguration of the priests as they begin their duties in the tabernacle. Beginning with the opening verse of chapter 8, we read, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take Aaron along with his sons and the vestments, the anointing oil, the bull of purification offering, the two rams, and the basket of unleavened bread, and assemble the whole community at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Thus begins a detailed description of everything that Moses is required to perform. Moses washes the priests with water, clothes them with their priestly clothes, and every garment is described in the order they are to be worn with exactitude. The Torah tells us that Moses did as he was commanded, meaning that he followed the instructions given to him by God without deviation. What follows are equally careful and detailed instructions regarding the purification of Aaron himself, the spiritual expurgation of the altar, the multiple animals to be sacrificed, each for its own purposes, the method of the disposal of the sacrificed animals, their entrails, organs, and skin, the sprinkling of the anointing oil and blood, all choreographed and arranged, ending with the sacred meal shared by Aaron and his sons, followed by a quarantine of seven days for the purpose of atonement. Just reading through the chapter leaves one exhausted. At the end of chapter 8, the Torah concludes with, And Aaron and his sons did all the things that the Lord had commanded through Moses. Leviticus chapter 8, verse number 36. The final verse of the chapter engenders from Rashi and others that the instructions given by God to Moses to implement were not altered or changed by one tick, neither to the right or to the left. 
every instruction involving the inauguration of the priest and sacrifices were adhered to. Nothing was left out. This attention to detail, involving the various aspects of the construction of the tabernacle, together with the sacrifices, the inauguration of the priesthood, and later in Leviticus, the cleansing of the tabernacle, the families in the community of Israel on Yom Kippur become, if we think about it, a kind of behavioral template. Rituals and commandments are not just the language of religious life, they are also ways to connect with the past. Moses was creating the connective tissue which would bind generations of Israelites together. Future members of the priesthood, future generations of Israelites will perform the same sacred activities and know that their devotion is ineluctably joined with the past. Their fathers and grandfathers, their families and all the families who came before. That generational and historical connectivity creates a vertical memory accompanied by the fact that Israelites in the present tense are experiencing a contemporary, horizontal installment. Jews are doing and performing the same ritual everywhere, and all of it is embedded in the details. Today we do not perform sacrifices in a temple, but most of us pray the same way, albeit with some changes in words or order of prayers. Similarly, we have an order or seder in the way we celebrate Pesach. There are so many details involved in how we prepare our homes for Passover change our dishes, buy the properly prepared foods, and sit down to read a Haggadah which itself is detailed and structured. Even if some of our Haggadot have been added to or altered, the rituals of parsley, of bitter herbs, of the matzah, of the telling of the story of our birth as a free people remain and remind the celebrants of the horizontal experience. All Jews are sitting down to retell the story of the Exodus at the same time, and the vertical connection, the memory of so many hundreds of generations who came before us and have sat at a similar Seder table. Details The kind mentioned in our Torah portion, and the kinds of required specific elements in preparation for Pesach, are the sacred details that have kept our people alive. Recently, it was brought to my attention how two years before the establishment of the State of Israel, David Ben-Gurion testified to the now-defunct Anglo-American Committee, and he said the following, quote, More than 300 years ago, a ship by the name of the Mayflower left Plymouth for the New World. It was a great event in American and English history, unquote, Ben-Gurion told the committee. And then he continued, quote, I wonder how many Englishmen or how many Americans know exactly the date when that ship left Plymouth. How many people were on that ship? And what was the kind of bread that people ate when they left Plymouth? And then Ben-Gurion continued, 
More than 3,300 years ago, the Jews left Egypt. Yet every Jew in the world knows exactly the date when we left. It was on the 15th of the Hebrew month of Nisan. The bread they ate, it was matzah. Ben-Gurion then describes how at each Seder the sufferings of the Israelites was described. The sense of triumph at becoming free was experienced. And the details of everything we do celebrated on the same day, 3,000 years later. These are the memories associated with the details. Pesach and the rules and regulations have maintained our existence and our resilience as a people imbued with memory. We have sanctified the details and passed them down from generation to generation. It is interesting to note, gerontologists have concluded that one of the behaviors which leads to longevity, including good diet, exercise, and rich social contacts, is paying attention to details in our daily lives. Older people who are conscientious and keep an eye on the particulars of their daily lives live longer and happier existences. It should come as no surprise, therefore, that a people, a nation, which dedicates its religious and or political lives to the maintenance of its historical memory through attention to the details of that memory. That people will enrich every generation and keep the values of traditions alive and well. The phrase, God is in the details, has become the devil is in the details. The devil meaning the usual encumbrances and bumps in the road that we all face as we work through our daily responsibilities. I prefer God is in the details. The exhaustive particulars of Aaron's inauguration, as described in Tzav, the details of our religious life, and the Seder, the order we go through on Pesach night, all these details are sacred creating longitudinal memories that keep us and our people alive from generation to generation. God resides in those details. And we need to probe those details, add to them, interpret them, and remember that it is in the details that a story remains alive, a nation flourishes, and a future can be assured. From my home to your home on this Shabbat HaGadol, the great Sabbath before the holiday of Pesach, I wish you all a sweet and kosher Pesach. Shabbat Shalom.